But yes, but it's just interesting because a lot of people I know who, you know, didn't mind a social drink for many years have suddenly said, no, lips that touch wine shall never touch mine. That was a, a slogan of the old temperance union over 100 years ago when they were pushing for prohibition of all alcohol, which did happen in America for quite a few years. Uh, our next guest is Senior Research Fellow at the Centre for Alcohol Policy Research at La Trobe Uni, Dr Amy Panay. Good afternoon. Hi, Tom. How are you? Well, I'm good. So, I mean, look, it's only a small sample, but several people I work with, plus people I know socially, have, well, they've started FebFast and they've now told me they'll probably uh, keep it up, as in not drink at all for the foreseeable future. Is this a, a growing trend? Yes, it absolutely is. Um, we know that uh, over time, the number of people identifying as ex-drinkers has increased uh, at the population level, as well as the proportion of people aged over 18 who identify as abstainers. So that is people that, that have never had a drink. And that's up to 21% according to the last data. Right. And, and I mean, we've got one bloke in here who's given up because he just wants to save money. Um Another guy's, you know, got a, he's, he's got his third child on the way, so he's decided to give up alcohol to be more present in, in the life of his young children. Uh, some people think that, uh, you know, they, that alcohol was taking over their social lives. They couldn't have a good time without drinking. Are, are they the main sorts of reasons that people do decide to go sober? It's really complex. Um, there are big declines in drinking being driven by young people who never start drinking. Um, and the reasons they're not starting to drink are quite different from the reasons that habitual drinkers decide to quit. Um, so the reason habitual drinkers decide to quit is often related to those things you were talking about. And sober curiosity is a, is a word we hear often. And, and it's really being driven by people wanting to figure out what life is like without the haze of alcohol. Yeah. I remember a long time ago, an old school friend of mine got married and he and his fiance had converted to Buddhism. Well, I think she, she was a Buddhist and I think he went along with it. Anyway... The point is they had a morning wedding, which is relatively unusual, and Buddhists don't usually drink, so they had no alcohol at their wedding. And I remember my friends and I thinking it seemed quite strange to be at a wedding without alcohol. It was interesting, but it did seem a bit strange. Yeah, well, I, I look, that's a new one. I haven't heard about weddings without alcohol, but we are seeing bars now opening up that don't sell alcohol. Well, that, that's another thing I was going to ask you, like, you know, if you go to Dan Murphy's or any other bottle shop now, there's quite a big section devoted to non-alcoholic wine, beer and spirits. But, I mean, why do people feel the need to have a drink that is pretending to be gin, but it's gin without the alcohol? Why, why not just drink, you know, mineral water or lemonade or something like that? Well, there are different reasons. Some people who have become um, habitual drinkers like the taste and like to therefore um, feel like they're rewarding themselves with something that's a bit like alcohol. But then there are other people that say they really do actually like the taste of alcohol and they're, they're sick of being offered sodas and um, mineral waters and instead would, would like to spend their money drinking some, some gin without alcohol. Right. And, and, and do you think, I mean, we used to have a reputation as being heavy drinkers, although Australians actually, you know, aren't the, the highest drinkers in terms of the volume of alcohol, you know, consumed per head of population in a given year. But do you think that that's going to come down further? You know, just whatever we used to drink that we'll drink less and less and less overall? Well, that's interesting because, you know, what we see from history is it tends to um, peak and trough. And we're definitely um, going down at the moment, although there is some evidence of plateauing. But it will be really interesting to see if that, again, just increases as we expect it might post-COVID and post-venues opening up. 
Actually, just that's put a thought in my head. I mean, is, is COVID one of the reasons here? Because, I mean, during all the lockdowns, I thought, you know, anecdotally speaking, people drank more. And maybe as a reaction to being out of COVID now, they're, they're drinking less. They're associating sitting at home drinking alcohol with, with, with lockdowns. Well, the, the declines were going down and people trying to give up was going down prior to COVID. So it definitely wasn't driven by COVID. Um, but I'm not sure how things are going to look post-COVID. We haven't had the most um, recent release of data yet. All right. Oh, that'll be interesting. All right, thank you for your time. Dr. Amy Panay from the Centre for Alcohol Policy Research at La Trobe Uni. Now, Tom rang us about five minutes ago. Not, not, not me, another Tom. And he said that... Um, when he tells people at a barbecue or social event that he doesn't drink anymore, they try and urge him to drink alcohol again. 